accessible uh, to any, any devotee as I am uh, to, uh, to initiated disciples. And of course, more and more, I'm less and less accessible to initiated disciples, which is Otis of Saffron, which is one of the reasons why uh, I should be more more selective because it's one thing that some devotees have known me for 30, 40 years and uh, they've seen, at least they've, they see things uh, in a, a larger perspective uh, that uh, when, you know, I was the person who was doing all of the preaching to everybody to that person who's sort of rarely seen, and that's exactly what spiritual master shouldn't be. And uh, spiritual master should be someone who you regularly see here, who you receive training from, and spiritual guidance and education. And uh, so that's one reason that possibly in the future more and more I may tell so-called aspirants, no, uh, better that you uh, consider uh, someone uh, else. And uh, once the alternatives are sort of nicely in place, meaning uh, other uh, devotees, uh, and most of them now I'm speaking about Hungarians and Hungary, then uh, somehow we'll have some kind of filter system where it's not even me who has to make that uh, recommendation. But more about that later. So that's what aspires. Someone who's aspiring, it doesn't represent what's happening on the other side. And it doesn't really represent that it's really a test period. Uh, trying to get to know each other better. But one aspect of getting to know each other better, the only way you get to know each other better, is if you spend more time together. Otherwise, uh, it really, it really wasn't a, uh, really wasn't a proper uh, test examination. Uh, I get to know a lot about uh, Vaishnavas, Vaishnavis when I. I see how they do service uh, when I exchange the occasional word with them. I don't have to sit down and have a talk with them every day. Uh, and they get to see what it's like, uh, or at least what my life is like and what I'm doing, uh, and see how much actually interaction I'm uh, currently doing. So it gives a fair appraisal. That's why I always tell uh, devotees, aspirants, listen, if you want to do that, I'd really appreciate if either you spend time here in Mayapur, since I'm going to, I am here half the time, uh, or uh, come to Hungary, since I'm there the other half the time. Uh, UK, I just visit, but that's, that's it. And uh, and if the devotees can't do that, then, then what is what is the point? Uh, what's the what's the purpose? We're just depending then on the internet, and 
which is not not impossible, but I don't think it's uh, needed when there are so many devotees available all over the world with whom someone actually can take initiation and accept his guru. As Srila Prabhupada uh, wrote that generally the person who gives the most shiksha becomes the diksha guru. That's that's the idea. Uh, it's not just an ideal, it's what makes sense. So, uh, Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu sent, uh, I asked him what should we speak about, and and uh, he gave uh, me the 10th canto, no, 11th canto, 10th chapter, verse 6. If uh, any of you have it at hand or uh, you can access on your laptops or com- telephones. And uh, it's a, a Krishna's description of, uh, in this case, the qualification of a disciple. Now, if I remember right, uh, that uh, this is uh, more for devotees who are, I mean, it's it's for devotees, uh, but uh, anyway, I won't. I won't continue that for you, but in any case, it's for disciples. And uh, there are different examples of uh, qualifications for Vaishnavas. Now I'm talking about both and, uh, either the disciple and or the guru and, who are either devotees, pure devotees, jnanis, uh, uh, karma kandis and so on. So Shastra gives different uh, things and the general qualifications are applicable to everyone. For instance, being submissive to the spiritual master. That's It's a common, just, just like in the army, it doesn't matter which army in the world you're in, uh, there are really common factors. Uh, the uh, Enemy uh, may be different, uh, but what you do in the army, well, especially in the army, is generally very, very similar. Uh, so uh, we see that that uh, there are those uh, tradi- uh, uh, absolute and swarup, uh, the real uh, swarup uh, lakshana. Uh, the primary qualification of a disciple. And then there is the Tatashta Lakshana, uh, or there is the marginal. Uh, I've explained before, Swarup Lakshana is the essential uh, qualification of something that is uh, inherent as its nature. And uh, the uh, Tatashta Lakshan is not essential, uh, but it actually uh, assists in the development uh, of that uh, essential uh, quality. So, what's one Swarup Lakshan of a disciple? It has to be submissive to the spiritual master. So, this is a principle of learning. We're gonna get, it's gonna get a little stuffy in here, isn't it? Can you open that door? Mm-hmm. That's good. And uh, so obedience is one. And this is not, uh, this is not just for devotees. Uh, this is in, in school. When you go to school, uh, then you have to be obedient to your teacher. 
and uh, now we see that there's uh, a tendency more and more uh, is that the educational system breaks down, uh, children are more and more ill-behaved, and as a result of that, uh, they're not submissive to teachers, and when you're not submissive to your teacher, then the uh, effectiveness of education just goes down, 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 down. So from here, this is now a karmi qualification, but it's inseparable from the very nature of a disciple. As Prabhupada will say, disciple means discipline. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very good, uh, good word. It uh, really represents what it's all about. You accept that uh, discipline from a uh, superior authority. And uh, a tatashtalakshan, well, that, you know, every morning you put on, uh, when you rise in the morning, you uh, put on tilak. Say in those cultures where tilak is there, if it's not, it's called adorning the body or anointing the body. So Gaudiya Vaishnavas put this type of tilak. Uh, Madhavacharyas put this type of tilak. Uh, Shaivites put this type of tilak. Now everyone puts tilak. What has it got to do with the identity of a devotee? Well, it helps you. It helps you identify as actually a servant of your guru. So as I mentioned before, this point about when Prabhupada told the disciple that he didn't like them to have beard. He said, it's not the beard, it's the principle. Principle is that we don't, nothing's going to happen. You're not going to become less Krishna conscious by wearing a beard, mustache, long hair, short hair, bald head. Uh, these are all details. But when this becomes an order of the spiritual master, then the detail becomes a principle. So if there's no order regarding it, then whether you have short hair, long hair, doesn't matter. But when the spiritual master says, and what Prabhupada always wanted, we should not look like hippies, we should not look like uh, people outside, we have our own identity, then Prabhupada said, it's the principle. And that principle was that you're not submissive to me because I said you shouldn't do that. So this is an example of how the marginal characteristic actually can then become a primary uh, or int uh, intrinsic characteristic. Okay, so, uh, well, if you've got the verse in front of you, then we can repeat. Well, we're certainly not going to get warm now. We're not going to get stuffy here, but it's good to have a little air. Amaniya Matsaro Daksho Nirma Mudrid Hasurida Ashatvaror Tag Jigyasur Anashuyur Amogavak Amana Matsaro Daksho Nirmamo Dritta Saurida Ashatvaror Tajigyasur Anashuyur Amogavak Okay, I'm going to just go to the translation. The servant or disciple of the spiritual master should be free from false prestige. He should never consider himself to be the doer. He should be active and never lazy and should give up all sense of proprietorship over the object of the senses, including his wife, children, home, and society. He should be endowed with feelings of loving friendship towards the spiritual master and should never become deviated or bewildered. 
The servant or disciple should always desire advancement in spiritual understanding, should not envy anyone, and should always avoid useless conversation. Well, So, obviously, we'll just go from quality to quality uh, and speak a little about them. There are so many there, and, you know, we have just a little over a half an hour. Um, So, we'll start. The servant or disciple of the spiritual master should be free from false prestige. Amen. <coughs> so, free from pride. Amen. So, uh, Lisa. <coughs> that uh, I'll be trying to treat when we go back to Hungary we'll have an operation quite soon after following week when we get there to uh, alleviate this although I'm not quite sure that doctors have got it 100% but to what's causing it, but uh, you can see that, uh, and uh, just in case anyone is getting some ideas, I'm not getting choked up in uh, ecstatic love. <laughs> this is not a, uh, it's not an Anubhava, uh, although that, that is one symptom of an Anubhava. This is uh, Unfortunately, something that interferes with uh, <clears throat> with many things. So, false prestige. Uh, this whole idea that uh, I'm Krishna's servant. Servant means to serve, uh, and serve means king kara. What should I do? King kara kara means like karma. So what should I do? Kim. Kim means what? So this is the nature. Kinkara, kinkari. Male or female. But the principle is always the same. And false prestige really means I'm nobody's servant. Uh, but we are. We're everybody's servant. And especially when we think that we're nobody's servant, that means that we're the material energy servant. Prabhupada will always say, it's your choice. You want to serve Maya, you want to serve Krishna. Take, take your choice. It's all up to you. That false prestige, Ishvaraha. So when Krishna in the 16th chapter is talking about demoniac characteristics, Ishvaraha, Aham Bhogi, Siddhoham. So if he says Ishvaraha, I am the controller. So when some, if you're not a servant, you're not a servant because you want to control. You want to be the master. And that is our 
disease here in the material world. We are, we're here because we want to enjoy, because we consider ourselves one way or the other. We want to, men have that mood of enjoyment in one way, women have that mood of enjoyment in another way. Every species has it. But our real business, and you can see, you can train a dog to be very easily to be a servant. You can train literally any animal to do that, or at least probably less and less as the consciousness goes down. But it's uh, it's there inherently. It's there in the heart of every living entity. Ishwaraham, Ahambogi, no, excuse me. Uh, Krishna is uh, saying that uh, so I'm situated in everybody's heart. Hmm. So at least here when we talk about this, there are different stages of developing these qualities. One is, is that in the principle, it's there. I remember when I was a young devotee and I had to take an instruction which was sort of a new thing, uh, at least new thing since I left home, uh, that I didn't have to take instruction. So the tendency to sort of, there's an automatic reaction. Someone says, especially if they don't see say it in exactly the right way <laughs> and in a very respectful attitude when they say, just do this, then, you, you know, you want to react, but you check yourself. So, you know, I know what I should do. I know what my duty is, uh, but uh, nonetheless, there's a, a inherent reaction because this has been my second nature now for such a long time, first nature, not even the second nature. Uh, and then it takes time. But then as time goes on, then it becomes natural and it, and those reactions subside and they subside uh, until uh, devotees uh, feel very comfortable uh, with that. That's one stage. And then, of course, it's still theoretical. I haven't realized my swarup, I haven't realized what my service is to Krishna. That goes on further and further, but at least that stage where I embrace this philosophical identity, yes, that I'm Krishna's servant, and I'm the servant of the representative of his servant. And that's what's very important. You know, just like we have, for instance, some deviant philosophies that have this idea that, you know, I'm only Prabhupada's servant. I don't have to beat around the bush. You know, that's the Ritvic philosophy that I, you know, Prabhupada's uh, servant. And, you know, I take Upadikshantite Gyanam Gyaninas Tattva That just refers to Srila Prabhupada. Okay, we can close the door somewhat. Yeah, just leave it there so we got fresh air. So, uh, but no, go pibarti padakamayor, das, 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 So, yes, we're a uh, servant of the servant of the servant, uh, because that then becomes the uh, qualification. There's no such thing as being the servant of one person or the servant of a few uh, people. Amani. And amatsara, not considering oneself to be the doer. Uh, I worked so hard. Uh, I've received this, uh, and this was the result of my work. Actually, I was just thinking the other day, I was thinking about Srila Prabhupada, and uh, one of the responses Srila Prabhupada would give is that, you know, he devotees pick him up in a big car and he's got a lot of followers. He's got, uh, Prabhupada would say, I have a 
uh, a palace, uh, a hundred palaces around the world in which I can live in. And uh, someone would criticize that, well, you know, this is, uh, isn't this a little too much? Prabhupada said, I've worked for it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. Uh, in uh, from one one perspective, yes, but even though Prabhupada worked for it, he never thought that it was mine. Uh, and not, not because I worked for it, therefore I deserve the result. Because I worked for it, Krishna gave this uh, result. So never that uh, I am I'm the devoter, ahankara. This is so ahankara. I am the doer. So, Janasya Mahoyam Aham Mameti. So, I and mine, I'm, uh, I'm the doer. Uh, a, a basic uh, ingredient of this I'm a doer is that God is just a, uh, at best, uh, a person who's fulfilling others' desires. But, uh, and this is what the Karma Mimamsa philosophy is. And Krishna, when he's speaking to Nanda Maharaj, he sort of points out this philosophy. What well, if there is a God, which is very funny, Krishna standing there and saying, well, if there is a God, if there is a God, then he's obliged to give the results of people's activities. Well, Krishna is not obliged in any case to give people's activities. Maybe the laws of nature, which is Krishna's empowered mechanism, uh, acts in a certain way, but and we see that. Devotees sometimes think, well, you know, I got up in the morning, I was in a wrong consciousness, wrong state of mind, and I, you know, ran down and I was and I re- really wasn't prepared for it, but I got some kind of special mercy. And it, it came from came from no reason. And then when I really work really hard, then how come I get no result? Or sometimes devotees on Sankatan, they go out and everything's falling, you know, out of the sky. And next time they go out and they really, really try hard and it doesn't come. Why? Because Krishna wants to beat it in our head that we are not the doer. That ultimately the results come from him and it's one way of uh, getting us to actually accept this fact that yes, we're a servant and uh, as a servant, I mean the word servant isn't necessarily ideal because a servant you usually connect with a salary. In other words, they get some remuneration. Slave isn't ideal because it has very bad connotations, but it's it's actually more like that. The word das or dasi uh, is more somewhere in between the two. Someone who serves without any condition and without expecting any remuneration. And part of the remuneration is not that we just want to get paid. All right, I don't want to take a salary. Part of the remuneration is that I'm not expecting any kind of result for my service. Krishna just wants me to serve. Whether it's fruitful or it's not fruitful, doesn't matter. So, Daksha, and that one is not lazy. So devotees should always be, I was just telling some devotees the uh, uh, other day, they were uh, just sort of chanting, but necessarily without any attention or just sitting. And I said, why don't you, why don't you have a book? Why aren't you memorizing verses, shlokas? There's so much opportunity, so much spare time in a devotee's life where there's so much time where you can do two things at once because some things you're doing automatically uh, and make the most uh, of uh, that time. Don't be, don't be lazy. So lazy doesn't just mean lying around. That's also part of being lazy. 
but lazy also means not making the most of your time. So, uh, therefore, what is the qualification of a uh, devotee? And avyaktakalatram. Namagana sadaruchi. Avyaktakalatram. This is an example. This is actual qualification of a bhava bhakta. But it should also be the qualification of any devotee, or at least every devotee should strive for that. Making the best use of my time, and what's the best use? Okay, somebody's asked, what's the best use? Well, you figure that out. You see, uh, you know, how much time am I getting to do all of those things that I've heard from my spiritual master, reading, chanting, memorizing shlokas, and so on. So, how much of that time am I doing? And and avoiding, now I should say avoiding necessary sleeping, but having said that, I slept sort of half the way over here in the car, which was very rare, rare for me to uh, fall asleep. It's no good falling asleep in the car, because if something happens, you're asleep, and you're not going to be able to react in the same Krishna conscious way as if uh, you're awake. So, Rukshi and Nirmama, uh, without any sense of proprietorship over one's wife, children's home system, that, uh, no, nothing is mine. So, uh, now here, it obviously talks about the Grihasta, because you're talking about wife or husband or home and children, then uh, you're talking about a Grihasta, you're not talking about a Brahmachari. Uh, what then to speak of for the Brahmachari? And uh, as I mentioned, when I say that, I give that example, uh, I, I no devotees responded, well, I couldn't live like that. You know, when we when we joined and we, we didn't have anything, you know, there was, we had no possessions. We had our own toothbrush. And uh, that was your suchi kit. We had our own toothbrush. Brush. We had a uh, uh, congregational uh, toothpaste, which was mustard oil and salt. That really didn't go well with my sensitive teeth. Uh, but still, that was what uh, what we used. That was Prabhupada's recommendation. And uh, we didn't have our own clothes. You know, at night, you throw this into a big bucket, which is the laundry bucket. And, uh, you know, in the morning, in, in another bucket, there's uh, there's dhotis and kurtas, and I mean, the ladies had the same thing. And you just fish things out, <laughs> and whatever's there, all the way from your kurta to your kalpand, nothing beyond to everything. Everything's just in there, and if, you know, it happened to have been taken, and there was only one set. So, yeah, then it was very clear. Nothing's, nothing's ours. It was very clear in everybody's, everybody's minds. No one had any particular possessions. Or... So, no sense of proprietorship. And uh, so, once again, well. Does that mean I'm supposed to renounce the world? No. You're just not supposed to have this sense of proprietorship, this ownership. Sarva karma palatyagam. This is the essence of uh, uh, sannyas. So sannyas means that someone gives up the results of his work, gives up the sense of ownership over those things that one's using in the service of Krishna. So if you have a home in the service of Krishna, then you have a home. Uh, if you're sleeping under a tree in the service of Krishna, then that's all right. Then you have that tree. And in order to avoid thinking, this is my tree, so Goswamis would never sleep under the same tree. Why would they not sleep? Because you stay there long enough and you say, oh, that's my place. It's not my place. I, I never know what could happen. Lightning could strike it, uh, and uh, my place is uh, gone. It's finished. 
So, no, there's no sense of proprietorship. That is the uh, additional risk of family life. Family life, riddaya grantia hu, makes this knot in the heart. What we're trying to do is unravel the knots in the heart, or rather cut them, and uh, we have to be very careful that we're not actually tightening the knots instead of unraveling them. And when one is, the closer you are to the objects of the senses as conditioned souls, the more the likelihood that we become attached. And it's my, something is mine. I have this sense of proprietorship. I own, if I own, I control. If I control, I'm a controller, and I'm no longer a servant. Surida. Narada Muni also says, and I think that was the other question that uh, Chaitanya Chandra uh, asked, but we're, we're not going to get around to that one, is uh, Narada Muni says, Tasmat Saurida Saurida. Brahmachari Guru Kuli Vasadanto Guru Ritan. Acharan Nishto Tasmat Saurida Saurida. So Nietzsche, Tasmat Saurida Saurida. So, surit, rit means heart. Surit means very dear to one's heart, very close to one's heart. So, one, but it's translated, who's close to your heart? Here's a certain rasa comes in, not just as a master, it's a simultaneous relationship. Master, but also as a friend. So, how do you do that? Well, there are many relationships, uh, many rasas that are a combination. Uh, one, for sure, for instance, we see all of the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You have Mother Sachi, who has uh, a Vatsalya ras, but she considers herself to be the servant of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You have Advaitacharya, who's also in the position of not only just sort of a father a position, but as a guru, Lord Chaitanya would accept him as a guru. Uh, but still, he thinks himself to be the uh, servant. So, similarly, Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, describes that, that Balaram, from Lord Balaram, Shimati Radharani, all the way down, Whatever relationship one has with Krishna, still everyone uh, thinks uh, Krishna Dasa Mui, Mui Krishna Das, Dasu Dasa Anudas, so that uh, I'm a servant of Krishna, I'm a servant of Krishna. There's a special type of sweetness to be had in relationship to this I'm a servant of Krishna. For instance, even uh, the girlfriends of Srimati Radharani, but at the same time, they also take great pleasure in serving her. Uh, it's a very, very sweet relationship, very nice relationship to be in a position of servitude. It, uh, it's much more tasty than to be in a position of, like, spiritual master. There's more, more taste to it. So this is why Krishna comes as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because there's more taste to being Srimati Radharani, the servant, than there is to being God. There's more taste to being the devotee than there is to being the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So he says, I think Radharani enjoys pleasure a million times more than I do. So that, that gives you an idea. But friendship also means that, uh, means that the, the spiritual master is also a person. And now this will apply more to a gurukula setting, where you're really living with the guru. And you don't just see him as the person who's giving class, 
see him as the person who uh, is an authority figure because you see him from a distance, but because you're living with him, then it's inevitable that you see him as a person. Or at least it should come around to seeing him as a person. And when you see him with a person, then it's not not something that's uh, compulsory because the most important relationship is that I'm Das. But it's also uh, facilitates a diff- different type of exchange. But that will not happen for devotees who are distant. This is one of the reasons I always ask devotees will come and spend some time uh, and you know, we can uh, spend time together. Uh, it's a uh, it's an opportunity to develop a more personal, not in uh, uh, opposition to an impersonal relationship, but more of a personal relationship. In other words, the rasa expands somewhat, and from the point of view of the spiritual master, it's also uh, rewarding. So, what does Krishna say about being treated as the supreme personality of God? It doesn't give me any pleasure at all. So, if you read fourth chapter of Arilila, then Krishna saying, "I don't, I don't get any uh, enjoyment out of this." Uh, all right, it's it's my business as God. This is what I'm I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to play the role. The king plays the role of the king. But he, you know, he couldn't play that role if he didn't have some kind of very uh, intimate uh, interaction uh, that would actually support, uh, support him as a person. And that's why Krishna is so much more attached and attracted to uh, being in Vrindavan because there, they don't relate, it's not that he's the supreme personality of God, it's that he's, he's Krishna. And even if uh, they think of him as the, uh, their servant, they don't necessarily think of him as their servant because he's the supreme personality of Godhead, it's just because he's so wonderful. So that type of relationship will come and uh, it may happen that as a result of that, you see that there's some sort of, uh, there may be friction between devotees, uh, someone who has a closer, friendly relationship uh, with the guru, as opposed to someone who has more of a uh, servitude uh, relationship. And one doesn't necessarily understand or at least the the servant doesn't understand the relationship uh, of the uh, friendly uh, relationship. Uh, It's just like, uh, it's just like, uh, oh yes, it's just like uh, Acharyas explained that uh, devotees practicing regulated devotional service and very fixed in that without being well educated uh, in the science of spontaneous devotional service, they, they, they can't relate to devotees who exhibit certain symptoms of spontaneity and practice Krishna consciousness then in a somewhat different way. In other words, they have a more spontaneous approach to uh, serving Krishna as opposed to a more uh, authoritative uh, approach. So, fixed in a mood of loving friendship, who is the worshipable deity? So, simultaneously worshipable deity and simultaneously friendship. Obviously, you can't forget the latter, even if someone has that friendship. And then, of course, Prabhupada writes uh, repeatedly that that's a risky position, that it's, it's risky to come close to the deity, it's risky to come close to the spiritual master because you have to maintain this balance. Uh, 
that yes, he is a mood of loving friendship with someone who's your worshipable deity. So both things have to be there. And this, uh, what's it called? Familiarity. So familiarity breeds contempt. Why does it breed contempt? Because you start to see the human side and the human side is that depends, depends on one's vision but the human side is that someone may make mistakes and do do things and have a certain personality. And uh, uh, so uh, those things are not necessarily, uh, if someone loses perspective that this is a deity, uh, then not deity in the form of like deity like Krishna that has become deified, but that the person who I'm worshiping Ashatvara, becoming bewildered due to material passion. So, Tatorajas Tatulava Kama Lobas Tayasri Chetar Etar Navritam Stita Satve Prasidati. It's the duty of the disciple to keep himself in the mode of goodness. And that means all of these things that are here. What is my duty? So we talk about what's the qualifications of it and the duty of a spiritual master. Okay, well, first of all, what's the qualifications of a disciple? And do you really actually uh, have them? Uh, When the spiritual master is emphasizing, reading, quality chanting, having regular sadhana, if one does not have those things, uh, he will descend down into passion. And when you're in passion, then the chances of going further down are really, really increased. So devotees should be very uh, wary of the material energy, should be very afraid of material energy. Uh, So Srila Prabhupada would pray, he would pray to uh, Krishna. But please don't let me fall down. Well, what was the question of Srila Prabhupada falling down? But when he went before some deities, then the devotees would ask Prabhupada, what were you praying for? Well, I was praying to Radharasa uh, Bihari that uh, he protects me and not let me fall down. So, yes, have to be very scared of Maya. I mean, you're scared of something, snakes, uh, you know, tigers. uh, So there's all kinds of things, the rakshashas. And we always keep a healthy distance from those who, what happens when you're (coughs) scared of someone? You, You look at them from a safe distance. In other words, if they're, you know, they always tell you, if you see a bear, then, you know, stay at least a hundred yards away, which is very convenient if he happens to jump out of a bush in front of you. <laughs> and you're not supposed to run. You're just supposed to lay down on the ground and play dead. That's right. If you run, there's no way you're going to outrun a bear. And you're not going to climb up a tree either. So... Uh, so keeping a good distance, a healthy distance. So similarly, we should see, we should uh, know what to do, what not to do. We should see how the modes of nature are working, but we should stay at a healthy distance. And what insulates, what is it that's going to insulate? Spiritual strength. And when you don't have that spiritual strength and it's like thin or no insulation, and when you have spiritual strength, then you have real thick insulation. Uh, and that will protect you, just like insulation protects us from the cold. These walls are not insulated. They tear down this building in the West uh, because it doesn't have insulation. So either it has, it has some between the blocks because they're breeze blocks. So breeze means because breeze can pass through it. So breeze box, because part of it is uh, just air, so air is a good insulator. 
but they put all kinds of other things, notably now they put this foam uh, and other material. Before they used to put fiberglass uh, or what was that other material that asbestos. was carcinogenic? Asbestos. Asbestos, yes. Asbestos. Good insulator, bad for your lungs. Uh, and Arta Jignasu, being Jignasu, Arta Jignasu, Arta Tigani. In this case, here it is Arta. Uh, that someone who really wants, who's inquisitive about knowing that which has value. Arta, anarta. So, uh, desiring knowledge of the absolute truth. Uh, yesterday, when I was uh, buying marble, and these people who we bought marble, everything that you see here, we bought from them before. And they're initiated disciples of Jaipataka Maharaj. So there's the father and uh, his son. Huge, unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, I asked, how much, uh, how much uh, inventory have you got over here? He said, don't even ask me. I don't even want to think about it. Uh, Quality, beautiful, beautiful things. One stone. It's not actually stone from Brazil. It's uh, quartz, dark blue. I mean, like like lapis. Looks like lapis, and it's probably about the same price as lapis. If it's not lapis, uh, but it's ten thousand rupees a square foot. I'm going to do a floor with that. You gotta <laughs> uh, so that's a 10,000 rupees. That's 100 pounds. Yes. I'm still thinking pounds. Uh, yeah, 100 pounds a square foot. So, uh, yes. Someone is really inquisitive about the, Oh, yes, I was telling him uh, that I, I asked him, are you chanting? He says, oh, yes, 16 rounds, religious every day. I said, are you reading Prabhupada's books? This is the son. The father, he, he said, no, I don't really read anymore. I said, but you, have, you should read. He says, well, my real thing is chanting. I said, but if that's good, because you have an attraction to the holy name. But if you're interested in someone, if you love someone, then you want to know about them. But how did Krishna create this world? How does this world work? Keshava and Jagata Vichitra, Keshava, I forget, so many things I forget. Uh, so uh, it's so wonderful, it's such a wonderful, amazing uh, place. And how does he do it? So you're curious to know these things. It's not that we don't care. We're only interested in, you know, the Rasa dance. We don't care about uh, creation. We don't care about Mahavishnu. And, but yes, certainly, uh, as time goes on, once attention may, once you really know Krishna and you know these things, then you may focus your attention. But uh, a devotee is Jagnasu. Teisham jnani nitya yuktam eko bhakti vishishate. And Prabhupada says in the purport, if you're not jignasu, you'll fall down. If you're not a jnani, not jnani in the sense of being a, a, a speculator jnani or impersonalist jnani, but if you're not cultivating knowledge, transcendental knowledge, interesting Krishna, I want to know the person whose name I'm chanting. It doesn't make any sense. You're just calling on someone uh, who, and you're not even quite sure who he is. Uh, you just know that he's God. Okay, but that's that's one thing. But how is he God? And what does that mean? What does it mean to be God? Anashuya, free from envy. And uh, yes, envy of all living entities, including envy of Krishna. And of course, that's why 
That's what uh, animal slaughter is considered to be, envy of another living entity. Amogavak, uh, completely free from useless conversation. Well, that could take a long, long time. Because unfortunately, we do spend a lot of time in useless conversation. That doesn't mean that devotees can't have leisurely talk. But especially if it's an issue of prajalpa, if it's an issue of finding finding fault, uh, of uh, criticizing, of uh, the, the, these things are not uh, not part of a, a devotee's life. And uh, this tongue is the most difficult thing to control, not just in terms of eating. But in terms of speaking, what do we speak? So there's so many valuable things to speak about, because that's what Krishna Kata is, uh, and uh, including valuable things to speak about Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis. Uh, we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't spoil our spiritual life uh, by doing something else. Wonderful. Okay, uh, I'm not going to uh, ask for any questions. Uh, I think uh, we should be able to have another uh, conference. Well, if what I said was really true, then two months from now we're going to start getting very active, uh, moving around. So I don't know whether it may be until I... Uh, we get back to uh, Hungary. But anyway, we'll be liaising with Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu, who's uh, so kindly keeping a super, uh, super uh, control. Well, not control, but <laughs> he's, uh, yes, he's, he's controlling uh, uh, on my request and uh, assistance uh, and uh, having such a good database uh, for uh, different devotees and you know when I wanted to know well do I have a disciple named Ananda Radha and I have to I have to look this up in my so I look it up and it turns out there's no it wasn't Ananda Radha it was Anangaranda okay so thank you all very much. I hope uh, we all have a very nice spring. Uh, at least uh, we're coming into spring now here. Uh, yesterday, today were very, very beautiful days. And, uh, and then we'll see you again soon. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Sushi Panchatattva ki jai, jai ritai gaura premanandi. Thank you very much, Guru So many devotees there, seven times, seven times 25. Yeah, and half, half the screens are two people, if not three, or perhaps more, because they don't all fit in the screen. There's a few places with many devotees, like in uh, Istanbul and Budapest and on the farm also, here in Yuvrajadam. Yeah. There's maybe 20, 30 devotees. And also in Romania, Timishwara. Mm. Okay. So, uh, Hare Krishna. Jai Shri Prabhupada Jai. Thank you very much, dear devotees. I hope you and uh, well, I was surprised. I looked that uh, yeah, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow I have a day off. Okay, I wanted to wanted to just go away and be able to chant somewhere. Especially I can be outside at this time here. She may not see me.
But I got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday all booked. Okay, Hare Krishna. to you after that.